Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All of the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all of the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. This is Believe Me right here on Stadium TV. Good to be with you here. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside Clay Harbor, the former NFL tight end and the pro handicapper himself, Brandon Lang. Gentlemen, happy holidays to you guys out there. We've got bowl games. We've got a massive slate of NFL action here. And Brandon, we're just getting to crunch time with the competition with the Claymaker here. Yeah, I'll tell you what, before we break that down and get into favorite Christmas movie, I think Trevor Lawrence needs a Christmas movie. <laughs> he was garbage. Sunday night. I mean, I don't know a guy who could play worse than he did Sunday night and then take that game Sunday night and go into Monday night. And the Eagles are exactly what I've been telling you guys all year long. Everybody yeah. viewed them as a 10 and three football team. And I'm like, they're not. They're a seven and six football team, seven and seven football team. Never should have beat the Chiefs. Never should have beat the Bills. Never should have beat Dallas the first time. Struggled with the commanders, both meetings. And now people are seeing the Eagles for what they are with. With that being said, though, what a catch by Metcalf. What a catch by the kid from Ohio State to win it. Unbelievable job by Drew Drew Locke coming off the bench and doing that. I was so happy for him. And, and I had Seattle plus three and a half on Monday night. So nice to get that under our belt. But uh, he, those, Trevor Lawrence could use some Christmas music because they've lost three in a row. And um, mm -hmm. But funny, we're going to get to that game with Tampa. I think this is a team that Jacksonville can handle, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, sharp play there by Brandon on Seattle. And then, Clay, you know, this Eagles team, just to put a bow on this, can you trust them to win a Super Bowl this year? To win a Super Bowl? I can't trust them to win a game. I mean, I think they're <laughs> going to be at risk of, of being bounced on the wild card round. I think that when they play their best, they could probably beat anybody but the 49ers in the NFC. But when they play their worst, they can lose to anybody in the NFC. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes down the stretch, but I am not confident at all that they make it back to the NFC championship game, even if they are on the opposite side of the bracket as the San Francisco 49ers. Tough weekend for Clay's teams, Jaguars, Bears, Eagles, all lose. So let's forget about that and do a hard pivot and talk about the holiday season that we are in right now, guys. If you Follow me on Twitter at Cam Rogers Live. I'm going viral with my top 10 Christmas movie power rankings. So check those out. Brandon, we'll start with you. The best Christmas movie of all time is what? It's not even close. Not even close. It's a Wonderful Life with James Stewart. Not even close. Yeah, well, wow. well done, Brandon. That's the best. Wow. That's the best take Brandon has had all year. Going not even into close. Year. That's the best take he's had all year. Not even close. Not even close. That movie's so stinking good. It's unbelievable. Oh, 
yeah. What's funny about it is when it first came out, it didn't catch on. It didn't catch on. It was only when they re-released it and started putting it on TV that people just jump on it. And now I watch it. If I'm flicking around the TV and it's on, I'll set through commercials. I'll just watch this till wow. the end. I mean, it's uh, it's great. Yeah, Absolute classic. Movie. Unreal movie. Play, are I mean, you in agreement? Is, yeah, this is Brandon's best take of the year, like I said. I mean, you know, just when I start to worry about the guy, he comes back and he pulls the take like this out. So I'm 100% agreement. Cam, you're probably too young for It's a Wonderful Life. But me and Brandon know it doesn't get better than that. No. The answer is Home Alone, by the way. But It's a Wonderful Life is in my top 10. So I will give you guys that. All right. <laughs> Good takes, guys. All right. Let's go to the games. And we start with the bowl games on the slate that I chose. And one of them being the Armed Forces Bowl. JMU taking on Air Force. Air Force catching two and a half in this one. JMU will be without its head coach and starting quarterback. And Air Force has won four straight bowl games, Brandon. So where are you going here? I don't know if I can trust Air Force. Last four games of the year, 20-point favorite against Army, lose 23-3. 18-point favorite against Hawaii lose outright 27-13. They're a seven-point favorite against UNLV, lose 31-27. And then they're a six-point dog and lose to Boise by eight. Eh, 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 eh. Defections, all kinds of stuff going on. I'm going to take JU, J, 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 James Madison. All right, minus two and a half with JMU. They had a great regular season here, Clay. What are you doing? Yeah, um, here's the deal. Air Force has lost their final four games. JMU is eight and four against the spread this year. Air Force is four and eight against the spread this year. But you brought up a huge problem for JMU. They don't have their stud quarterback, whose stat line this year was 3,357 yards, 32 touchdowns, and a 70% completion percentage. He ain't playing, Brandon. He was their whole team. He's he's in the he's in the portal. He's lost in the portal somewhere. He's gone. They they don't have a quarterback or a head coach. So I'm gonna take the Falcons, even though I don't want to, just because of that. That's tough to do. And that triple option is pretty hard to game plan against in in the sense of it's the end of the year, you have to practice it, and it's tough if you're not a team that's regularly playing them. You don't know you're gonna play them that year, and you have you know, it up your sleeve that, you know, at some point you're going to have to face the triple option. That's why I'm actually going with Air Force plus the two. Quick question. I'm with you, Clay. Yep. Quick question. You think the boys in the desert who set these lines know what they're doing? Yes or no? Uh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. If they know what they're doing, and Jay is, Jay, James Madison is their quarterback, why is James Madison favored? Why are because they Air Force them? is that bad. If James uh, I, Madison's quarterback is there, it's not even a game at all. Not, I still think Air Force, for all the reasons you said, is not a good team. But the Vegas, fact they're missing their quarterback and their head coach. Right. Vegas knows they're missing their head coach and quarterback. Yet Vegas still made them a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So I tend to trust the guys in the desert more than, well, Air Force has been bad. If you're missing your stud quarterback and your head coach – why is it Air Force minus three? It's called a trap. So you go into a, a seedy part of town and there's a hot chicken on the corner. 
she's going to have a penis. You're going to get trapped. So good luck. <laughs> All right, I'll ride with Clay, although that was fairly convincing by Brandon, but we'll see what happens in that matchup. Let's talk about what could be a 3 to nothing ball game. Utah, Northwestern, Northwestern plus six and a half in the Brandon Las Vegas Bowl. Maybe you'll be there. What's the play here? Give credit to the kids at Northwestern. Yeah. Seriously. Coach gets fired. Hazing, stuff going on. And they stepped up and flat out rallied to get to seven and five. They finished the year covering their last <clears throat> six games in a row, won their last three games at Wisconsin, beat Purdue, beat Illinois. This team's playing some really good football right now and getting six and a half. Get this a Big Ten team coming off a win, facing a Pac 12 team in a bowl game, have covered 14 in a row. 14 and 0 against the number. Sorry, boys. I'm not going against that. Give me the Wildcats Northwestern. Yeah, great point, Clay, by Brandon about this team really rallying amongst one another with a horrible offseason and all of this stuff. And now they're playing in a bowl game. That said, can they cover? I'm in Chicago right now. I got to go with the hometown team. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern. They're eight and four against the spread this year, four and two as a six and a half or more point underdog. I know Utah beat USC, Utah beat Florida. Utah has some decent wins on the year. Barnes is in the portal, but he's playing their stud quarterback. I wouldn't really call him a stud, but Northwestern has won its last five consecutive bowl games. And Utah has lost their last four consecutive bowl games. I think uh, Northwestern did a good job this year. Obviously, with all the, the 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 hazing stuff, the stuff that Brandon and his friends used to do for fun, um, you know, they they overcame that, and they have my respect. And I I think Northwestern's head coach should be the coach of the year. I think he was, wasn't he? Have they voted on that yet? I think yep. he was. If he wasn't, he will be. And uh, I'm going Northwestern for sure. The Cats, plus six and a half in that one. By the way, both defenses are top 50 in yards per play allowed in the nation, so it could be a low-scoring game. All right, let's go to the NFL. Love these spots when you have a double-digit home dog situation here, Clay. Bills, Chargers. By the way, Clay, last week you said the Cowboys were legit. They got blown out by the Bills on the road. So and thanks for bringing that up, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> so say your piece on that, but then let's talk about these Chargers plus 11. Is there value there? Yeah, the Cowboys, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Watching that game, Dak didn't look good. The defense couldn't stop the run game at all. They are 32nd EPA per play in the run game. So it's tough. So for me, it's, uh, you know, that's a that's a tough one. I thought I thought the Cowboys would – pull it out or at least keep it close they had two and a half points they were given so you know sometimes even Michael Jordan misses shots and that's all I, all I can say about it but this week I am going to lay some serious chalk here and go with oh, the boy. Bills this Chargers team is god awful and I hope you didn't watch that 30 uh 63 to 21 point shellacking uh, Brandon's boy's gone He's a big Staley guy. I know he liked him a lot. He was a big Staley guy, but he's finally gone. I know sometimes these teams, a la the Raiders, the team that beat them, 
by that much. Do come back after your coach is gone and all hope is seemingly lost. And you see what the Raiders were able to do. But I'm laying the chalk. There is no hope for this Chargers team. They're playing for draft positioning at this point. And the Bills aren't even in the playoffs yet. They still have work to do. So they're going to come out on fire, really confident that they've been on a roll the second half of the season. I think the Bills come out on fire and just blow this team out. All right, Bills minus 11 here, Brandon. By the way, no Justin Herbert for the rest of the season. If Bill Belichick goes to the Chargers, think he can do something with them? I do. I think Bill can do something. If he got Herbert healthy, I think he, I think that's a playoff team for sure. I do. I think that – I think their head coach was so bad. And it just goes to show you that in the circle of the NFL, once you get on the, the, the coaching wheel in the NFL, once you get on the wheel, you just recycle someplace. No matter how bad you are, the guy that gave you your start rehires you to be a coordinator somewhere down the road. Everybody forgets how bad you were as a head coach four years earlier, and then you get another head coaching job. I mean, it's just a cycle, just a bad cycle of bad coaches, and there's just not enough good coaches to go around. And you get bad coaches making bad decisions on bad nights that cost people like us a lot of money. Happens all <laughs> the time. They just gave up 63 points. This guy's in the press conference after the game saying, I think it'll be okay. I can coach this team. I, bro, <laughs> you knew you were getting fired as soon as you walked out of that locker room and gave up 63 in that. I mean, seriously, who are you trying to kid? People would have had more respect for you if you'd have walked right up that microphone and said, listen, uh, my team gave up 63. I'm going to be fired in probably about two hours. So I just want to tell you, everybody, thank you. It's been a good run. Um, I made a lot of fourth down decisions. I probably That's the regret. right way. Uh, a lot of fourth down decisions. I did against the Niners when I was on my own nine yard line. I went from fourth and two. Probably not the smartest thing to do, but uh, um, I'll get rehired someplace and I'll get back at it and I'll try to do a better job next time. But uh, but two hours, I'm going to be unemployed. So all those teams that they're looking for a coach, uh, um, uh, I'll learn from my sins. This guy's like, oh, I sell my job. I coach this team and I believe in those players in that locker room. I believe in those players that just gave up 63 points. I, I believe in them. Well, that team that gave up 63 points is playing this week. And they might give up 50 because they're just that bad. Give me Buffalo. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Buffalo, minus 11. All right, we'll see what happens in that one. Let's talk about the Browns and the Texans. Joe Flacco mania is here. Browns coming off a comeback win over your Bears here, Clay, laying two and a half at home are the Texans. We don't know about C.J. Stroud, although we can probably project that he will play in this game. So, Clay, what are we doing here? This is a tough one. I don't know why you picked this garbage game, Cam, but uh, no, I'm, I'm just playoff I'm just teams, kidding, potentially. Playoff teams, potentially. You don't know if if Stroud's playing or not and, you know, who, who you got there at quarterback. But I'm going to go with the Browns. Plus the two and a half here. I, they played a tough game against the Bears. They do got some playmakers. I like the offense. And Joku, Ford can run the ball. Uh, Cooper, still a great threat. He scored a big touchdown at the end of that game. I know Flacco threw three picks to the Bears. But the Bears are coming on strong. The Bears are a team that's been 
playing really good football. They, they beat the Lions. They should have beat them twice in the last uh, five weeks there. But you know, overall, I was impressed with how the Browns were able to play there. And I'm going to take, take the Browns plus a two and a half. Uh, Miles Garrett, the guy's a beast. I know he hasn't been getting the big sack numbers this late, but the guy's always a threat. So I'm going to go with the Browns. Houston, three and four against the number, Brandon, in the past seven games. I roll into the sports book on Sunday with my girl who came out from New York. My buddies there watching games. The early games have started. I sit down. I'm like, you know, I'm a bit of a $500 five-team parlor. Let's see. Miami goes to the half. Cleveland goes to the half. Miami's up 23 nothing, I think. Cleveland's tied 7-7. So I walk up to the window. I said, give me a Brown second half. Pick them. Give me Miami minus two and a half second half. Give me Rams minus the points over Washington. Give me Buffalo over Dallas. Give me Arizona plus 13 and a half over Niners. Now, set back down, watch Cleveland. So it's 500 to pay 20 grand. Watch Cleveland come back to cover. Miami covers. Rams are up 20 nothing at the half. Bills are killing them at the half. And I'm watching Arizona. And so they're down 21 13 at the half. I look at my boy and I go, Let's take 10 grand. Let's just go ahead and take San Francisco second half. Make sure we get a 10 grand. Walked up to the window, bet the Niners in the second half for 10 grand. Watched them win, subtract 500, picked up 9,500. Took my girl to the fashion show mall, bought her something nice. That's how you do there it. There you boys. go. That's how you we roll in it. Vegas. Bottom line, I'm coming right back with the Browns on Sunday. All right. Joe Flacco and the Browns. Congrats on that cash out right there, Brandon. That's how you do it. All right. Let's talk about the Jaguars and the Bucks. Clay, the Jaguars. A curious case right now. I don't even know if they're the favorites they to win the suck. AFC South. Oh, they my God. They, the Trevor Bucks are laying Lawrence, one. He needs, needs to be one of those guys who washes cars when it comes out of the car wash. Go ahead, Clay. No, it's uh, Brandon's right, man. It's a tough time to be a Jaguars fan. And uh, unfortunately, I watched that whole game. You got Trevor Lawrence literally just dropping the football. I don't Unreal. think I've ever seen him play like that. He just, he just dropped the ball. Uh, he's running and he just dropped the ball. How do you drop the ball? The ball's in your hand. You can't drop the ball. He just dropped it. And this team has lost three straight bad games. Christian Kirk, since he left, Calvin Ridley can't get open. Zay Jones can't get open. Evan Ingram is the only threat on offense. Travis Etienne has nowhere to run. This offensive line can't block. Trevor Lawrence is just throwing the ball to the other team like crazy right now. He can't get on the same page as his receivers. If if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, which there's a chance he's in the concussion protocol, 25% chance that he plays, C.J. Beathard, I think that's how you say his name, yep. guy's 2-10 and 10 in his career. He's getting 80 rating. This is my slam dunk of the week. I'm, I'm taking the Bucks coming off of Baker Mayfield's 1-3 straight, 158 rating. They're clicking. They're playing well. The Jaguars have no chance in this game. I don't even care if Trevor plays. And you're probably getting Beathard. Take the money. Take the bucks. This is my slam dunk of the week. Easy money. Bucks minus one. All right. For Clay there, Brandon. Baker Mayfield, he's getting hot. The rumor I heard was they came off the field and management pulled Trevor Lawrence away from everyone and said, listen, we, we don't want to put you in front of the press, so we're going to see a concussion protocol. So you have to meet the press and embarrass yourself and how bad you were. And so they protected him, and, and that's all of course. They just didn't want that poor guy to have to face the music of how bad he sucked. Just how bad he sucked. To have to see him stand up there and play with his hair like he does, 
Voss's his hair. Man, you're you know, just jealous of his hairline, man. Come oh, on. I'm jealous. He's, he's got I'm jealous that he, that he freaking sucks. He sucked his last year at Clemson. He sucked this year. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Anyway, Tampa Bay. I'll never root for Jacksonville again or Doug Peterson again or anything to do with Duval County. I'll never even set foot in the city of Jacksonville ever again. They suck. Lawrence sucks. Give me Tampa Bay. Battle of Florida. Tampa Bay minus one in that one. Another line that is minus one. Cowboys, Dolphins, Dolphins laying one point at home here, Clay. This is the are they really Super Bowl contenders bull. Are you going to pick the Dolphins or the Cowboys here? This was a tough one, and I, you know, I'm sure Brandon thought so too. Because I mean, a case can be made for either team here, and I'm gonna go against my instincts and against my loyalties to the Eagles, the team that drafted me. And I'm gonna pick the Cowboys, man. But this one's a tough one. I'm going the Cowboys. I just think that defensive line has what it takes to get pressure on Tua without sending pressure, and I think that can throw Tua off his game enough for them to get the W. And I think that this Cowboys team just got embarrassed. And as a player, I know after those losses like that, especially when you're a good football team, you can't wait to get back on the field. And everybody's talking bad about them. You went from being the, the darling to the stepsister, you know, and now they want to get out there and show them, hey, they're still contenders. They can still play. And how do you do that? You'd be one of the best teams in the AFC. So I think Dallas is going to be up for the challenge. And I got I got Dallas uh, winning this game money line. Okay, Brandon, Dallas three and four on the road. Dolphins are six and one at home. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the Miami Dolphins have beat a winning team all year. Might be wrong, but it's something it's something close. That they think they beat one winning team this year, or it might be maybe one at best. Maybe it might be one, but. What I can't get out of my head is Will Levitt's shredding that secondary. <laughs> and now Dak's coming in here. Dallas is embarrassed. And I tend to agree with Clay. Dallas hasn't looked good on the road against winning teams. In fact, they haven't beat a team on the road and win a winning team in not I think like two years. But this would be just the kind of game where Dallas comes in here. They're more physical. You'll be able to run the football. Their D-line against that broken-down offensive line of the Jets, uh, sorry, the Miami, I agree with Clay. I think Dallas – I think everybody's going to jump on Miami. I think Dallas goes in there and gets the win. Yeah, the public will be all over Miami. We are on Dallas. Let's wrap up with my preseason, by the way, Super Bowl projection. Ravens, 49ers in San Francisco. Mm. Niners laying five and a half. Clay, tough one. What are you doing? That is a tough one. Uh, the Ravens obviously just came in and dominated the Jaguars. But I think the Ravens have a few too many injuries. I know Isaiah Likely is starting to step up. And, you know, the Ravens have been playing well. But I just think the San Francisco 49ers are on another level ever yeah. since they lost those three games in a row. And I'm going to lay the chalk here. I mean, this, I mean, this, is, this is a big-time spread with two good teams who – should be, could be, look like they're going to be the Super Bowl preview. But the 49ers are too good on offense, too good on defense, and I, I don't see the Ravens stopping them. So I'm going to go with the Niners. I'm going to lay the points. Yeah, this could be one of those games, Brandon, where Vegas is maybe giving you the answer with San Francisco. Yeah, it, 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 to give Lamar that many points, it's it's a lot. But if you look at the situational play, 
big overtime win against the Rams, big Sunday night emotional game against the Jags. Now you got to fly all the way cross country on a Monday night to face the Niners. The situation favors San Francisco big time. And the Ravens got a two-game cushion for best record in the AFC. And this is their last tough game. The next two games they have are, are no-brainers. So I just don't think they have enough in the gas tank right now. And, and believe me, Purdy and, and, and Kyle Shanahan aren't going to make the same mistakes as Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence in the first half when the Jags probably should have been up 16 nothing or 16-3. Because when Lawrence fumbled, he gave the Ravens field position to go down and make it 10 nothing rather than 3 nothing. So huge difference. Niners are the better team at this point with the home field advantage. Give me San Fran. San Fran, minus five and a half. This has been Believe Me right here on Stadium TV for Clay Harbor and Brandon Lang. I am Cam Rogers. Happy holidays to everybody out there. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.